0: Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed, with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs.
1: Hi, welcome to Unsheathed. We're drifting away from the world of episode numbers because they make it confused. And... So
2: I maintain that might change again in the future. That's I, me, I,
1: we are we are a fluid podcast in a couple of different ways. And anyway, we are here back in the mountain bunker. Yeah. I'm I am Kyle Gold. I'm Cam
0: Hirosaki. And we have as our guest long time returning champion, I suppose. Hey guys, it's Flying. I'm I am not just hidden away somewhere. I actually still exist, I suppose. Does exist. Yeah. And, uh, are, are, are you going to
1: talk about some of the things that you've been oh, doing geez, past, do past, uh, want?
0: hey man, do you want to know about some crazy, uh, all right. <laughs> oh, do we? <laughs> oh, do you? I could talk about it at length over almost a hundred episodes worth. Um, uh, but uh, give give us the kind of recap. Uh, okay, so I don't know if you've okay. So round about a uh, so there's Year this ago. show. There's a show that happened, and I decided as you know an investigative journalist uh, that it was important that we have someone in on the inside to to know what these bronies are all up to. So I obviously took the bullet for all the rest of you, um, and and made it so that you uh, you know I, I'm 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 deep in. Inside,
2: they believe I'm one of them.
1: <laughs> it's like uh, that
2: episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Counselor Troi goes undercover as a member of the Romulan Tal Shiar. Oh, there you go. I don't... What Was he talking
0: about?
1: Kyle? Wow. <laughs> who, who had the Star Trek reference before the Star Wars reference this episode? But nobody. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Probably nobody. But, and um, the two people out there who are listening are like, Tal Shiar, fuck, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Um, but yeah, I have, uh, so, uh, little known fact, and those that have probably been looking on my Twitter feed believe that I've evaporated off the face of the planet, uh, no, I have, uh, quasi-secretly, quasi-not-really, um, have a podcast, the Bronyville podcast, uh, that has said almost 100 Which episodes. Which has achieved quite a bit of renown. Oh, jeez, um... They put us to shame. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't mind saying it, but yeah, our, we have, um... We have over, what's the the 90-day downloads at this point is roughly uh, like 80,000. Individual audio files <laughs> God damn that's, and this
1: is this has been a drop that's off insane.
0: this is this has dropped off considerably because it's summer oh congratulations that's it's, really awesome it's it's great we've been able to like talk with many of the v a s the people that have been in the production staff of the show you know our our main thing is kind of similar to to the you know furry you know back when I did Clawcast and uh and um you know uh anthropod was just kind of like listen you know uh, i i enjoy being enjoying the silly i enjoy that but i also don't mind you know not uh i also like to keep it show appropriate um if you are th- this may give away a little bit but if you are a fan of not cast uh you may know my co-host may be a little bit familiar sounding uh, as he is from that show as well
1: Yes. Uh, I, I I believe he he might have done some recording for us at some point also. May have.
2: May have. Mm-hmm. I think he was
1: on a show
0: PS at Savern. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, oh, I thought it was Panther, yeah, but it, oh, yes, it's a very, very. It's just me talking the whole time. Yeah. Well, I know Panthers a huge Brony, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Are you, are you trying to get us fired? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, he he actually um actually saverin showed me like an OC someone drew for him, and supposedly the words were just seething hatred. <laughs> Or just, or just a a, a a strong eye roll in his general direction. But nice. yeah, um, it, we've been doing this show and it's been exceptionally popular. Where we po- we're able to get a lot of coverage in this crazy, crazy community. And f- dude, I could go on forever about them. They are crazy uh, in the best in the absolute worst ways. Um, and the way I see it is, I'm just. Almost cataloging the strange like just the rise and the in in the amount of time I've been with these guys, they have progressed. The furry's been around for what twenty years? Is that what we're about going for? Uh, more than that. I mean, um, I'm I'm gonna say 30ish Yeah. Okay. I mean, in their current form, 80s, yeah. I have yeah, early mid eighties. I have seen them progress through all the stages of like the furry fandom in a year and a half. Like wow. literally, just through the oh my god, this fandom is so awesome! This is amazing, and then like the the first tale of we're starting to get some bad media. Oh crap! Everyone go nuts, and then people ob- over obsessing about things,
2: and then the flood. Like porn, I love that people are like jaded and burnt out on already. I'm like your <laughs> fandom's not old enough to walk.
1: <laughs> and then you have people who are kind of like, no, this is what
0: our fandom's about. No, this is what our fandom's about. There's, there's actually, oddly, kind of a, a burn fur mu- uh, movement that's going on right now with a lot, of, a lot of people that are going around kind of being like, no, we have to completely sanitize the fandom and make sure that there is absolutely nothing wrong in it. And I'm just kind of the fact of, I, I follow the idea of, listen, let that stuff just be somewhere just as long as kids don't get it. I don't really care. Right. You know, it's it's just like, it like burned hoof, and, and yeah, something like that. It's it's just you know, it's the it's the entire thing of, you know, people are going to rule thirty four. I'm sorry, it's just going to happen. Uh, it's it's the
2: internet, um, but right. you know that's it's, why it's a rule. Yeah, so I mean, um, if they'll do it to the NFL, they'll do it. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Mythbusters, what? Oh,
2: <laughs> god damn it, internet! <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's been what I'm up to. If
0: you are at all interested, um, go to iTunes, look for Bronyville Podcast. I think last episode we had 717 ratings. Nice. Wow. We are over 705 stars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've been hitting that day one, and it, it, we are actually top 20, like top 25 to 30 if you go to the TV podcasts. Like, up there with Breaking Bad and
2: crap like that. It's nuts. It's nuts. I was going to say, like, I think if you go to our reviews, you get basically stuff that says, you know, one of these guys' voice puts me to sleep, and neither of them know anything about writing. (laughs) Do (laughs) not listen. That
1: was only the first one. After that, we got a bunch of nice reviews. But we have, like, maybe ten.
2: Yeah, I know. Our nine listeners came to our defense.
1: (laughs) Anyway, we have more than that. No, I know. But um, speaking of the NFL... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. it is that time of year, and since Flain is here. I, I, I purposefully forget what I chose last year. Yeah, I have no idea what I chose last year either. I oh I do remember. I chose the Ravens, didn't I? Yeah. And I was I was one sort
0: of past defense away from being right. Hmm. I'm trying to I'm looking through and I'm trying to remember. I have to for some reason I think I chose Packers. So yeah, I think you did. Yeah. I think
1: you told me that. And
0: then everybody got Totally
1: confused. (laughs) So we're we're picking our we're picking our two Super Bowl teams, and then we can pick a champion. Um, All
2: right. Do you want me to go first? You're looking at me. Why don't you go first? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with uh, Pats Niners. And we're gonna give it to the Pats. Would you now? I would. You would. Of course you are.
0: Yeah.
1: Assuming they can hit a field goal at the end of the game
2: pow that's relevant Which, hey you know what that's what happened to the Ravens last year in the playoffs so. wow. <laughs> exact same thing wide left very true so I saw it happening I actually was in public and I shouted at the TV <laughs> Like, I just looked up, and I'm just like, okay, and I'm watching. I'm like, all right, it's a short field goal. And I just see the... Like, it hasn't even, like, got up yet. I'm just like, no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then just... Pff, it just it's just like, the karma I- fennec just came by and nudged him in the <laughs> shins. Ah! <Yeah. laughs> uh, no! <Karmic. laughs> Is that a thing? Sure, why not? Just became one. All right. <laughs> just walks around in a big white robe, kicks people in the shins. <laughs> just happens. Uh, Played by Warwick Davis. <laughs> Uh, my turn. Sure. Okay. I, um, I think. All right. I'm looking through, and I cannot remember teams to save my life. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go with. Oh, it's so tempting to go back to Green Bay. Mmm. Mmm. I don't know. Okay. So on the other side, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um. You know. I, I. They have. When they can stay consistent, they are a powerhouse. If unfortunately, that is sometimes. Hard to rely on, but, um, you know, I I think that they have. I I mean, a lot of the choices that are here, I'm kind of looking, I'm not as hot, and the Steelers haven't been keeping with it. I don't believe in Tebow enough that he can push through. I mean, it really looks You're not allowed to say
2: Jets on my podcast. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really comes down when I look at the, you know, I look at the American League, and it's just, uh, it's kind of just boils down to Patriots or Ravens to me, and I just think I'm going to have to go with the Ravens. Um, As for, you know, national, oh boy, I I always want to say the Falcons are going to do well, but I always know first or second round, they are out. Um, They can at least make it to the
2: playoffs pretty reliably. They're pretty
0: good, just like the Braves. Yep.
2: (laughs) Or the, the um, sharks, the, <laughs> the
1: Panthers are looking not. If there's not hockey this that. year, maybe hey, we'll see in, that again.
0: In the South, I completely believe it's going to be Falcons, Panthers, uh, then the um, then the Saints and the Bucks. Uh, I, I this entire like the uh, the entire gate thing i was everybody's like no 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 the saints will be fine come on no it's no yeah so they're 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 dropping Saints off sure. to a bad start oh yeah two. oh two yeah. yeah yeah everything
1: i've heard uh seems to indicate that the they really do miss their head coach like n- not like they're sad <laughs> but the, they're just Aww. not prepared for for the games
0: i'm they go to his office and there's another guy there <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. I wanted to run with the football, but what's the point? I want old Darren back. (laughs) No. Um, All right, so let me see. I'll have to go with, tell you what, I will go uh, the game before. I'm going to go with, why not, Uh, Packers, Falcons, and then Packers have it, and it's Ravens versus Packers, and I'll go Ravens. Why not?
2: Uh, Nobody loves the NFC. (laughs)
1: Um, I actually think the NFC is going to win again this year. Mm, okay. Um But I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprise on the AFC side.
0: It's, it's out, out. there's bated breath being say, like, there's what's it going to be there's there's 15 <laughs> seconds of kid silence on, on this kid, show. Kid, kid uh, Silver looks
2: like a like kid on Christmas. Like, <laughs> is there a pony in my stocking? <laughs>
0: Tim Tebow pops back out. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been playing for the Broncos the whole time. Uh, <laughs> say it, Kit. Say it. Say
1: it. Um, do
0: you need to look uh, at the list of no? Teams? I know. Okay. I know the teams.
1: I know what Kit wants me to say. Kit wants me to say Denver, and I think Denver looks really good. Um, no, they're going to
0: lose tomorrow. So. <laughs> And then the move of the head behind me. <sighs> um, it's it's all in if you believe the hype of if Peyton is really one hundred percent. You know, he's been doing. You did good last. Well, week. Well, I don't think he's one hundred percent, but I think eighty percent of Peyton is still better than one hundred percent of most other quarterbacks yeah. in the league. As I said, people, I think, um, John Silver or somebody over at Yahoo brought up the fo- point of just like, Peyton was going like, eh, you know, whenever I needed to, I dialed it in. And he was just like, if you were just dialing it in at times at times, you were doing a really good job dialing it in. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's, that's a guy who, who who's dialing it in is still better than when most quarterbacks sit and think about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he, he knows
2: the game so well. Anyone who put up with years of David Garrard certainly knows that. I don't know why.
1: I don't know I was, why the random
2: oh, shot at David Garrard. I know, I not I, I, I was trying to pick when you said, like, you know, 80% of Peyton Manning is still better than 100% of a lot of other quarterbacks. I'm just like, who do I know that I can, can think of at the top of my head that fits that bill? The first person to pop into my mind was David Garrard. Well, I'm mean, not even starting anywhere for anyone. I know. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it, it's more than evident of, that. you know, Indianapolis when he, the, the one year he was there and then the next year that he was gone, you know, the, the subsequent like, hey, we're really good and we're a playoff contender. And then he, one year off, and it's just like, yeah, so we got the first pick. Yeah, <laughs> two know? wins. Um, you know, make or break quarterbacks on that.
2: All right. We need to get your, uh, picks out. From your heart.
1: I know, I know, I know. Um, the Browns, I knew it. All right, moving on. <laughs> I was, uh, well, th- I, you could you could make a strong case for Denver, uh, and I would not be surprised to see Denver in the playoffs. I don't believe they're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year, but I think they will make it with Peyton. Um, I'm actually picking Houston ooh,
0: ooh. from the
1: AFC this year to go to the Bold. Super Bowl. Yeah, I was
0: looking at that. I was going like, ooh.
1: And... I
0: believe
1: that they will end up playing the Niners. I
2: was going to say, I think the the Niners have a fire.
1: And I'm going to give it to the Niners.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: Bringing a trophy back to the Bay Area. Yeah. First time since 94. I mean,
2: I think that after the NFC. Not like Oakland's going to do it. The NFC championship last year, like, just getting robbed and then coming in, like, week one, uh, you know, hitting, you know, taking down Green Bay at home. That showed a lot of, like... They're they're in it to you know they're yeah. they're they're, they're playing for keeps and um and and Kit would like to register
1: his picks as the Denver Broncos versus the San Francisco Forty ers in a rematch of Super Bowl um <laughs> the Super Bowl that Kit does not Super Bowl ever
0: <laughs> X no I I X, X I
1: remember. <laughs> um but he 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 sees Denver winning it
0: I would be I would be delighted if that happened. Uh, so there's our so there's our picks. Yep. at the time of this recording, San Francisco is up seven three. Uh, looks like that was Super Bowl twenty four. Awesome. And um, then tomorrow, well, the good yeah. game plays. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then tomorrow, yes, I- I'll note that most of the teams that we've picked for the Super Bowl have only played one game. <laughs> San yeah. Francisco and Denver and uh, Atlanta. Well, you didn't pick Atlanta.
0: But. Yeah, I, I would love to to actually hang my hat i love matt ryan i think he's fantastic and i
2: i think he is a better pick overall than you know my uh michael I made, vick i made the mistake of benching matt ryan in my fantasy league last week <laughs> well because i mean the the bucks were playing carolina mm. like oh, i'll put freeman in no yeah bad call, mm. bad yeah. call. Mm. matt ryan had an amazing game yeah, yeah. yep when um
0: you know, just as long as the... Uh, I, I think that the offensive line for the Falcons have done an amazing job giving him enough time in the pocket. You know, I think that the, he's... They
2: have That's an important matured- thing for a team to make scores. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I'm you
2: know.
1: trying to think who I was watching last week where the, the offensive line just gave him no protection at all. Uh, might have been Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chicago yeah. was especially bad on that. <sighs> that was a terrible game. I almost feel that. bad
2: for Chicago, but there's so much, like... Genetic hatred, enmity for you know the the uh, the Patriots versus the Bears, just from the eighties. Just from that one Super Bowl in the eighties, yeah. But it stuck with us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bury, the, bury the bears? bears. People would wear like bury the Bears T-shirts for years after that. Then we had Squish the Fish. I,
1: I don't have any. Uh, I, I don't have any particular love for the Bears myself. Um, but there was some, there was an interesting article out about the the Bears' receiver stats. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know... First of all, can you name a star Chicago Bears wide receiver? No. Yeah, no. (laughs) I can't. Do you know who holds the record for receiving yards in a season for the Bears?
2: Like like franchise history?
1: Franchise history. No. I don't. Is it above 40 yards? (laughs) (laughs) I think they have like... Two or three thousand yard receivers ever in their history.
2: I was just like I don't think of the Bears as, is, a, as a passing team. Is, They're not. It is yeah. a gentleman
1: by the name of Marcus Robinson. The Bears kind of have that philosophy Ooh. of believing a pass is a trick play. Nineties, but
2: yeah, the name the doesn't quite ring a bell.
1: But yeah, no, Marcus Robinson. He is your all time leader. This was in context of. Um, What's his name? Brandon Marshall going to the Bears. Oh, yeah. People saying, oh, he's going cu- to shatter all those records because, you know. <laughs> not this week. Yeah, not this week. <laughs> not so much. Uh, so we have a few questions, which we should get to because Kit
2: puts. Oh, yeah, we're a-, a writing podcast. Yeah. The time
1: hey!
0: The- and my uh- NHL picks are that we may not have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. What's hockey? <laughs> oh, no. We're supposed to play now? Oh. Uh, do we follow baseball enough to have baseball picks? Oh no, no, not that not this anymore season. this season. <laughs> yeah, someone will score home runs and win it. Oh, I know, I know what one of yours is. Wow, do you? Ish. I don't think you do. Oh, Okay. I would, I would adore if Chipper got an uh, was able to win the pennant again. In his last you know, year, just on his last year, that would be great. But you know, I uh, as I said, Atlanta sport team are so inconsistent between you know losing and then moving to other cities that you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm kind of off the top of my head going to say uh, I want to see, I, I don't want to see. I'm thinking Thinking we might see Giants raise.
2: I'm down for some Giants. Would you be? I <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember we had that, that was it, Game 6 during our live show a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. That was an exciting game. I
1: remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Anyway, to the letters. Yay. Um, The first one's real short and is a question for Kit, actually. Well, not specifically for Kit, but I'm going to toss it out to him and he can sign language it back to me. Uh, The question is from the Ghetto Wolf. And he says, Hey, guys, I came across your podcast and it's cool. Just wondering when you are going to come back to Vegas. Uh, We'll be back there. uh, We'll be back there New Year's of this year, but I don't know that we have a show planned to do. Maybe if the stars align, we will do a show. What? Follow me, follow us on Twitter. And by us, I mean us individually. Kaden yeah. Hirosaki and Kyle Gold. Yeah. It looks you can like find I'm, us pretty easily.
0: Google like works great, guys. Looks like I'm taking my first trip to, to Vegas in February. I'll oh, awesome. What there. are you going for? Uh, there is – oh, my God. The name of this convention is ridiculous, but I love it. It is <clears throat> the Los Pegasus Unicon. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> what an earthly adventure! Yup, but they are like if they are throwing everything. They're just like here's a table. Here's the will fly you. Here's all the things. Here's your room. You know, I'm like, all right, fine. We'll go to I'll go to Vegas for free fifty free. All right. Wow. Um, the Riviera. Oh,
2: oh. Wow.
1: not bad. North Strip.
2: My 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 goal is to find people to go out to dinner with at a uh, Gordon Ramsay steak in the Paris. Mm-hmm. After being a big uh. Fan of Hell's Kitchen this past season. That's what the, the winner got to be chef there. Hmm. And uh, Kyle doesn't eat steak, so, I mean, I <laughs> need to find somebody else to go with. I'm sure they have, like, fish and stuff, too. <laughs>
0: Enjoy your beets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: dear Unsheathed Crew, Cam Hirosaki, Kyle Gold, Kit, and whomever might be in the live studio audience at the time.
2: That's me! He's not the audience. He's a participant.
1: Right. Uh, back in, uh, I'm, I'm redacting some of this letter, so when you listen and hear it, it's not that it didn't come all the way through. It's just that it was really long. Uh, back in 2008, I started scribbling a short story based on the question, what would a dragon do about commuter traffic? And thanks to being able to plink away, it slowly evolved into a novella, which has grown and keeps growing as ideas and thoughts are wont to do. Luckily, thanks to Google Docs, I've kept at it, having not lost any writing due to hard drive crashes, losing my day job, or moving across the country sounds like life has been interesting since 2008 for you. As of this point, I've got the whole plot jotted down, but as I went to start fleshing out the individual chapters, stringing, wow, this is some dialogue, I should write this, I'm sorry, wow, this is some good dialogue, I should write this down, bits I'd put down in notebooks over the last few years, I realized I'm on chapter 9 at 90,000 plus words in. I grabbed the sheaf of notes I'd penned and transcribed them all into a unified outline of all the plot details I want and realized that I don't have one novel, I have a trilogy. My current plan is to keep going until the story is done. As it was put, I owe it to the characters to tell the story right. I owe it to myself to finish the novel. When the main trilogy is done, and before I make the first of how many, however many it takes editing passes at the books, glad you're planning on that, uh, I plan on taking a break and see if I can provide enough plot pieces to coax a friend to finish stories that could be set in a similar universe anyway. Uh, How would you approach a publisher with a published-ready trilogy? Someone suggested I publish the first one and get a contract to write the other two, even if I wasn't done writing the others yet. Since RMFC, I've been keeping to a professional schedule of writing 1,500-plus words per day. Some days I'll let short skits of the interactions of my characters pan out. Um, Some days uh, I'll write about, like, like how would a dragon hiding in the city find a reliable dental practitioner or deal with managed health care? Um... Anyway, TLDR. I've All got a huge, DMOs I've got there. a huge, massive wad of a trilogy. How to convince a publisher to take the load? Cheers, Zarnth, cunning linguist and blowjob aficionado. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, that kind of <laughs> snuck in there right there. At the hey, end. Um, by the way, sex. <laughs> by the way,
0: yes. Put down what you're good at. Apparently bisexual oral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently so. It's a very weird thing to see on your business card. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Flame, you were just talking to us earlier oh, about hi. a huge. Literary tome that uh, had come your way. Oh, yeah. Back to
2: Pony. Hold on. It's Uh, time for (laughs) some more of this wine. (laughs) All right. So, get this.
0: So, um, the the bronies are really ridiculously creative. um, And music is one of the big places, but, you know, they've done a ton of fiction. And there's two or three that are, like, considered big names within the Phantom, and the one that keeps coming up over and over again, and I've never read because you will soon find out, uh, there is something called Fallout Equestria. It is exactly what you think about it. Put take, take My Little Ponies and smack Fallout into it, and that's what you get. And it has a pretty big fan following within the community and has spawned, like, Side series and people like attempting to make video games based off. I am not oh, kidding God. you. Wow.
1: Um, so so how do people? So how do people approach it? Do they approach it all as one thing, or is it serialized in places, or <sighs> that people can read it online, or yeah? Like, how is it distributed?
0: Uh, I mean, the first K Cat was the uh, the original creator, of the first one, and the original book. Finished at somewhere around, I believe it was eight hundred thousand six thousand six, words. 600,000.
2: thousand.
0: Six hundred and eight thousand. There you go. So larger than *War and Peace*, um, but you know, as I the, pointed out,
2: that's five times as long as my first novel.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 straight ridiculous, and it's one of those things of just like everybody loves it. It's one of those things of just like I'll read the Cliff Notes version. It's too but,
1: big. So, so do people yeah. kind of get it? It's just one big file.
0: Or um, is it online somewhere? Or like yeah, how? you can get it. So the so it chems is a regular file. You can just read it online. Uh, there's several websites. Um, FemFiction Fiction is the big one for My Little Pony stuff, but it's on one of the other ones, like the uh, My Little Pony Fiction Archives, I believe, uh, and it's available there. People have done YouTube readings of it. Or you can find audio recordings from multiple people reading the actual story. And recently, they did with Fallout Equestria and some of the side stories. They did a Kickstarter to do one-off printings for it. So they wow. actually wow. had hardbound black printings of it, and they just they came in a they they came in six books, and it was about oh five six inches deep by the time you were done. It was crazy um yeah.
1: do you want
2: to
0: do you want to
1: give one of you give us a brief summary of what fallout is for people who All might right. not be familiar with so
2: it? fallout is a video game series that uh started a while back uh they're up to you know for their main series there's four games in the main series plus several spinoffs uh but basically the idea is that it's sort of a 1950s-esque like retro feature thing the premise is that you know Imagine if like the Cold War had like turned into this big just nuclear devastation of the world, uh, and then you know you have this sort of this, this post apocalyptic vision of the future as if it were from like the fifties mm-hmm. so it's basically
0: it's post apocalyptic ponies yeah it, it's yeah. instead of nukes it's uh, it's magic of some form gotcha. and uh, the the um you know it, it has many the same trappings pit boys vaults things like that, you know everything that's found in in the games um and then it's I think the main uh, the main interest is it's taking something that is so sanitized and made for kids and then it puts kind of a darker sheen on top of it. I think that's why it, it, it appeals to so many because it's not taking the original characters. It's taking a completely different set of characters, completely out of the canon, but they get to play with, like, the, the slight bit of backstory that has been given for the TV series that they can actually right. kind of toy with. So, yeah, and the reason I asked about it was um, –
1: one of the one of the things that i'm thinking about is when you have a when you have a trilogy like this i mean technically the way to approach a publisher with it is send a uh, shop the first book let them know it's the first book in a trilogy if they're interested in the first book they will come back and ask you for synopses of what happens in the second and third book so they can yeah. see where the story goes yeah. if they like the first book I mean yeah. so that 's it it 's not that complicated. Shop the first book as on its own, let them know that it 's part of a trilogy so that when they get to the ending and the story is not completely finished. You know, but your arc, yeah. some arc, should finish in the first book, right? Yeah, because
2: um, they're going to want to know where the trilogy is going, and they want to know that you know where it's going,
0: right? Yeah, don't don't. I think the important thing for a first one would be give some resolution, but give yourself. You know, and I, I would say, especially for the first one, give it enough resolution that it could stand by its own and just be that single book, but give yourself enough like little tales out of it that
2: you can keep going. Otherwise, you will have written The Architect of Sleep and (laughs) people will hate you forever. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, And also, and and I've done this now twice with books that got too long and I had to chop them into pieces. Um, You may find that you want to you don't want to just like end the first book in the middle of the story. You may find that you start taking resolutions that you had pushed off till the second or third book and bring them into the first book to complete some storylines before you move on. Right. So if you're like setting up A, B, C, and D in the first book and you're resolving A, B, C, and D in the third book, you may resolve A and B in the first book so that it feels kind of complete and then introduce E and F in the second book and start telling some new stories like you talk about having side stories and all and you can work some of those into the later books to make them feel more complete. Um, But the reason that I asked about the Fallout Equestria was – Another option and one that is being taken by a lot of people is just self-publishing it, not as a print book, but publishing it out there online for free. And a lot of people will tell you, "Oh, publishers won't touch a book if it's already been published outline published out there for free." I happen to know several cases in which this is not true, from mainstream science fiction, which took a book that had been published on a blog, um, John Scalzi's Old Man's War, he published on his blog. Um, Tor Books saw it and said, we would like to publish that, and it became a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, one of his most recent books did, but it became one of his best-selling books. I mean, it still sells well. Um,
2: Cat Valenti's Fairyland.
1: Cat Valenti's Fairyland yeah. was published free online and then as a print book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of Press has published published a book this year that was serialized in a live journal online in its entirety. So, that is not a barrier anymore. The more savvy publishers are realizing that People who follow a book online will also usually go buy it, and you have a whole big audience that does not want to read the books online or did not get the chance to read the books online because they didn't hear about them. But Mm -hmm. putting it out there online is a good way, especially if you have a trilogy, where you can put the first book out. And get people talking about it. If it's good enough that it gets people coming back and asking for more,
2: yeah, having a built-in fan base. Like when you go to a publisher, is a, is only a good thing for you, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: And and the, and with the uh, the Fallout Equestria, obviously, they they did make a printing, but they as said they made one-off printings that completely just paid for the. Uh, Paid for the print itself because they didn't want to actually like have to go and contact lawyers for both Bethesda and Hasbro and be like, hey, by the way, guys, we're printing this book. What do you think?
1: Right, so they made it. The it's
0: about gun ponies. How
2: does that make you feel? Gun ponies. <laughs> All right, we have our our, our new question here. To uh, greetings, Ruttery and Swishy and Feather Cloppy. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's a bad thing. I shouldn't say that. Well,
0: that's, that's, that's the secret EF yeah. Of, of, uh, that's of, of, yeah. No, no that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, the, the thing is, is that I... This is I, an adult I, podcast. I, I know, I, I, um, I've i been on ones for, uh, for the, you know, for the brony fandom, too. Uh, there is... Um, yeah, I, 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 because I do so much more related to that. I haven't actually like done much with Flane anymore, and it, I still kind of hold him as a totem and everything like that. But it's just like I'm far more identified online by my other personality. I've got what was it like? I'm nearly hit two thousand posts on my Twitter feed, Bronyville, uh, and uh, what like twelve hundred followers. Nice.
2: And so, my question is regarding ebooks and the many different and growing formats. With all the major electrical giants at each other's throats battling for world domination, I worry it could be complications for their availability in media. Books seem to be a prime example of this. I have a Sony reader, the new one, so thin and light I sometimes worry I'll mistake it for a cracker, spread Philadelphia all over it, and serve it to my fox one morning.
1: Mm. That's Philadelphia <laughs> cream
0: cheese.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, now, other I imagine taking, taking a Philly Phil- Tom Hanks Antonia Banderas movie.
0: <laughs> now I'm just imagining taking a Philly cheesesteak and just
2: rubbing yeah. it just right on top of it. Get some cheese whiz going. I mm. recommend that for any- <laughs> No. Now, if I were to get all the books I want in ebook, I would either need to buy three more readers, a Kindle, a and a Kobo, or install all the relevant apps. Either way, there's no uniformity to it. It's not organized and certainly not sexy in the slightest. It's all thanks to the exclusive format types. One reader can't read this type of ebook and none other can. Alright. Competition, that quote, beneficial race to provide the better service, isn't in fact limiting our access to media? For instance, films, there has always been a quick spout to, dis- uh, to discover the triumphant format, but thereafter, one format. Um, you know, Betamax failed to failed to VHS, VCD lost to DVD, and then HD DVD fell against Blu-ray. It's easy. We all have DVDs or Blu-ray. You know, there's no exclusive to this format, hence the triple play packs were born. One pack containing both, uh, and then the digital download. You don't see triple packs for books. How could they now? So, now to the point of my email. Can we either rise a revolution against all e-reader providers and make them go back to the good old days when any reader could run any ebook type? Or could you please bring your furry goodness to the land of e- uh, Google Books so I can add your works on my immortal and everlasting bookshelf? May your ears twitch wisely. Not sure what that means. Uh, tatsu Aikuchi. Viva la revolution.
0: So, yeah,
1: uh, I've, I've done a lot with eBooks, and I don't know how it's going to shake out. Right now, I'm not yeah. too inconvenienced by the different formats because I have a Kindle reader on my uh, uh, on my iPad. I have a Kindle. I have Kindle software on my Mac and phone. I've got Nook software if I want Nook. I can read books through Google Play or whatever. I have iTunes Bookshelf. So, I mean, basically with Kindle, Kindles have – Pretty much everything I want, yeah. I've not ever been in a situation. I don't. Know, I don't read a lot of ebooks, but I have never been in a situation where there was a book that I wanted that was not on Kindle or not on a platform that I wanted.
2: Yeah, it's less of a problem for mainline book stuff. I think
1: Google is a real interesting format because the storefront is not too bad, but their their uh, author side I've been having a lot of problems with lately. Like, I've tried uploading two books over the past four months, and neither of them shown up in my library. I've tried uploading them every way they've told me I can do it, and they eventually got to the point where they said, well, you can email them to us, and we'll upload them. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I would like a reproducible process that does not depend on you answering your email. Um, Barnes & Noble and Amazon have been, and and Apple actually, have been the three that have been the best to deal with for me. And I do think that ultimately Amazon and Apple are the two that are going to end up defining the market. Uh, I don't see Amazon going away. What I see possibly happening down the road is uh, converters, where someone will take a, where you'll be able to have a legal way to purchase, or to take a purchased Kindle book and convert it to the equivalent uh, EPUB.
2: It's like whoever gets that sorted out is going to make a, make a million, like right there. Yeah,
1: but it's it's the legality. I mean, the software yeah. is easy. The, um,
0: yeah, I'm actually looking through some right now um, just to, to try and find some. There's like a Calibre that uh, is here, and it, it it goes through a whole range of them. But, you know, they specifically say, you know, if it's Kindle or Nook, you're going to have a problem. Right. They recommend Sony a whole bunch. So
1: Cal- Calibre is, is not bad. Um yeah, Sony's weird. I'm not going to get into the whole ebook thing. We're, we're we're trying to keep our time a little short. But um, the other thing that you bring up is the multi packs, and I actually have seen people hmm. selling, and and this is mostly like small press. But like we at Comic Con, we bought a comic book, and it included a postcard that said basically, get a free ebook version of this comic since you've bought the print version. So I am seeing a lot of small press people do that. I can't do that for a number of practical and legal reasons right now (laughs) for my books. Oh yeah. But I think that's I think that's coming and you know give the market a few years to sort things out. I think the actually the HD Blu-ray thing sorted itself out about three years before I thought it was going to. It just happened really really fast. Yeah. So uh, one last question for Flane to read. Hey. And it's the very last one that starts good evening sheathers.
2: Oh hello. Hello (laughs) sheathy people. (laughs) Hello, sheathy people.
0: Oh, there we go. It's starting to dim on me. Good just evening, it. sheathers. Back. It's been a I've been in the furry fandom for just over half my life now, and the name Kendrell has been uh, with me since the very beginning. It's become a part of me to the point that even my parents recognize it as my oh boy, a soberu, Yeah, sobriquet. There you go. I like that one better. Um, this could have been this could have been a difficult situation given the topic of many of my stories. To avoid this we've come to an agreement. I send them things I've written that are appropriate for them to read, and they agreed not to go searching for more. I know that nicknames have been a source for some mystery of you too in the past. I'm curious how you've used that degree of anonymity to keep a gulf between your furry and non-furry lives. Have there been choices that you've made that were either forced by or because of your dual personalities, and how have they affected your authoritative relationships on either side of the veil? Good to see you casting again your pro-vulpine proselist Kedral. Ooh, that one's almost irrelevant. <laughs> I know. So, how how so?
1: You're known by a different name on your podcast,
0: are you? I uh, go by Apple Cider, and the okay. only reason I chose that it was a just it was simply a okay. All these people have things that are associated with something that they do. I enjoy drinking, but it has to be fr- uh, you know kid safe. Apple cider. There, done. That was that. As much thought as I put into it. Um, What is kid safe drinking? Cider is safe. Butterbeer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Only only outside of the United States does cider have a particular connotation. And then there was an entire episode where the town went crazy about cider, and the jokes kept coming from that. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, uh, so... I do live in a kind of weird way so that I have, you know, a furry badge that is, hey, I'm Flain and then a pony badge is, hey, I'm Apple Cider, and I get recognized for both now, and it's very bizarre. Um but I'll mind it. You know, I, FC is going to be the first time. I think I'm going to be, I mean, FC last year I ran around mostly as Flane. This will be the first time that I think I'll be running around with both um, because not only uh, they have, you know, I, there's going to be uh, MLP events at FC as well as they have one of the writing staff that's going to be there this year. So, Ooh. yeah, that's going to be fun. Oh you guys could have them on this. We could all combine together. I could ask pony questions, you could write writing
2: questions. It's perfect. Talk to Kit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, KM I, can, M- I can ask M- a question, and be like, so, like in the beginning of Bucks season, how lazy is Twilight Sparkle that she teleports like two feet away, like five times in a row? Yeah, run? really. And like the whole point is, she's like, you know, trying to. Like, I know she's trying to encourage Applejack not to overwork herself, but come on, Kyle, look what I'm doing
0: to your show. Look at the infection I bring. So, we have to, <laughs> So KM, answer the question about identities.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I I started using this name actually when I was young and when I was new. Those are the two main reasons that I um, had it. Uh, even among other furries, I didn't want people to know, like, oh, you're you're writing the adult things. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I was young enough and inexperienced enough to think that, oh, that's going to cast me in the negative light. And as I've mentioned before, both on the podcast and in several of my journals, uh, I kind of wish I had discarded the alternate persona earlier. Because I think it, in the long run, I think it kind of dug me into a hole that was harder to get out of until I finally was like, okay, look, here's who I really am. Here's where you can find all of my stuff. Um, Do you mean it kind of split the audience for your work? Yeah, I think I did. And I, I don't think that that was to my benefit. I think it kept me from being able to talk more openly about my writing experience on the show for a long time, too. Because uh, people would ask questions about novel writing, and I was like, well, I'm going to Try to stay out of this as much as possible, and you know it just got. It was really silly and kind of stupid. And plus, like the other thing is that if you ever meet me in person, there's no way you would ever mistake me for not being. Some, I mean, like I, I someone stand out did. in the crowd. Yeah, someone did. <laughs> yeah, I had somebody who had known me for ten years not recognize me for wearing fake glasses while my hair was dyed electric blue. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? I put on Clark Kent glasses and suddenly you honestly don't know who I am. Shame on you. Well, to be to be fair, to be fair.
0: To be fair, I'm wearing glasses I, now and people think I'm different. I will say <laughs> that um
1: facial recognition is something that, you know, we don't talk about as much as people have different degrees. You kind of know there's people who are like, Oh, I have a terrible memory for faces. But it's not something that we talk about as having like varying by degrees across the population, but it is something that different people have different levels of being able to recognize faces. And I actually have a friend who is prosopagnostic, prosopagnostic, gnostic, 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 prosopagnosia. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: And so
0: many big words on the show.
1: Basically what that means is she doesn't recognize people by their faces. Oh yeah. And unless, you know, she knows, she. After It takes a long time and several encounters, like, you know, with co-workers that she sees every day, mm-hmm. she recognizes them, there's no problem. But she's kind of gotten into the habit of whenever she passes someone and people do that kind of polite nod hello, she always says hi in case it's someone she knows who's just wearing different clothes. And she's had incidents where, like, she's had friends at events who went away and came back wearing different clothes and she didn't recognize them. Mm-hmm. They had to be like, it's me, it's so-and-so. And she'd be like... Oh, you changed your jacket, and you know. So, I kind of, I'm. We're we're all amused by it because we we there's generally this kind of baseline level of facial recognition yeah. where we're all like, we should recognize the guy who's you know six foot tall with the blue hair. Yeah. But for some people, the the particular details that they key in on are things like are more you know standout things like clothing and glasses and and whatever. And when mm. you key in on that. You know, so I, I'm trying to make excuses for him, but uh, I'll I'll answer the question real quick because it's starting to become more relevant to me. Um, I I'd taken on the persona Kyle Gold to write more adult stuff and and more furry stuff, and when I started getting more seriously into writing for more mainstream science fiction, I was keeping my own name. The problem was that. I also had joined this group, which I think I've talked about, called the Outer Alliance, which is for queer fantasy and science fiction writers. And because I'd written all these gay fiction books as Kyle Gold, I joined that group as Kyle Gold. Well, those people, (laughs) those people, what do you mean those people? Um, The Outer Alliance people, who are wonderfully nice people, actually, we've started going to some of the same conventions. A bunch of them attended Worldcon. Of course, many of them are going to be at Galaxicon, where I'll be a guest in just over three weeks. Um, just under three weeks. And <clears throat> so, I was in the position of going to these science fiction cons under my real name, because I had a lot of people who knew me under that name, but then also having to explain to people that, oh, I'm also Kyle Gold. And the cool thing is, in the science fiction community, people use aliases so much yeah. that nobody even blinked an eye at it. They're like, oh, you use this other name to write this other stuff. That's cool. Whatever. There is actually, um, and McGuire was nominated for four Hugo Awards, two as and McGuire and two as Mira Grant. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, the pseudonym thing in the science fiction world is really easy to figure out. And and I think, honestly, I've become less self-conscious about the adult stuff that I'm writing, uh, as it 's become more accepted over the past few years, and as i 've gotten myself away from living in the the tech world where people might google and and find it so i'm i 'll probably over the coming months be a little more open about my my real identity as some of the stuff that I publish under that name comes out as well it 's actually very possible that if i that at the time whenever I publish collations, whoever I publish it with that i 'll put that under my real name because there 's no adult stuff in it and it's it's less furry than a lot of my other work so i might publish that under my real name in which case all of you guys will know about it
2: like i know a bunch of people who like are just aghast at the idea like because all of my novels and books that i have out are they have my real name on them like oh my god like how can you do that aren't you worried and the answer is no i'm I'm not worried i'm not
1: gonna run for office one day
2: (laughs) if, if i did like what are they gonna do like he just I, don't go higher than mayor.
1: I had this I had this amusing vision that I shared with Kit the other day of like I'm I decided to run for office and then suddenly people were like, have you seen this fur affinity site with all these pictures of the candidate on it? He's like a fox getting boned by a wolf.
0: That's not who I voted for. <laughs> uh, me, me neither. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wall topical. Anyway, we are. Uh, kid is. Kid is sh- waving me to close down the show, but we would like to. Uh, close it off with a gift for our guest, Flane. All right, which we Giant, brought back from,
0: I believe, the Har Har Wilds of San Diego. These are hard to come by. I also noticed that up on the... Uh, during during the uh, interview, there is the San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con Derpy packages up there, and all I thought is how much my Twitter fans would just adore and both hate me just laying there with three of them in my arms. There'll be
2: one at Rainforest.
0: Rainforest? There will be one at Rainforest in the
1: charity auction.
0: Yes, but let's, let's see. This is the Applejack San Diego Comic Con poster. Yay. Oh yeah. Actually I have some Yeah, look at that sucker. Oh wow. Nice. Apple bucket in its best. Independence. What's, the quote? What's the I quote? harvested the entire sweet apple ac- oh hold on. <clears throat> I harvested the entire sweet apple acres without your help. How you like them apples? Weirdly enough, that's the same episode that I referenced earlier. <laughs> Apple season.
2: I can't believe I know that. Episode,
0: uh, th- three? Four? It's, it's, se- it's season like, one, it's, it's really episode early. four. Um, Kit, do we have closing music for <laughs> uh, We oh. have one more gift. Yo,
2: oh, yay! Is this the season two? Uh...
0: Oh, nice! This is the this is the fan creation poster. Oh, I remember so, that, that, that
2: was posted on FA, I think.
0: Yeah, there was uh, so somebody,
2: somebody won one of the slots in it.
0: Yeah, Hasbro created a fan creation poster, which they created a whole bunch of just random characters. But this one down here, the actual blue character, was a fan creation that they actually put into the poster. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's very cool. I actually have not seen this one out in the wild too often. I usually see the uh, the other ones that are out there. So That's super cool. Dude, what's up with that OC in the middle? Jeez, dude. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, little, a oh, little the, overzealous the there. Yeah. yeah, come on now. I know that there's a pony OC creator, but tone it down. Whew. Dude, I, just anyway. so you know, pony ponies, ponies they, they are just as insane about making ridiculous looking characters as furs. There you go. There's the tying thread. I,
1: I, I will say that I do think it's really cool that Hasbro's embraced the fandom to the extent that they have.
0: Hasbro, kind of the really the production studio DHX has really embraced it. They wish they could embrace it more. Um, <laughs> they they wish they could. Can't um, hug every fan.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say like, wait, these are fans that are old enough to hold down jobs and spend money. Like, oh,
0: <gasps> it, Hasbro is still not figured out that they can spend so much money on us that we buy everything. They, they kind of get wise to it because they release a toy and they're like, this toy is eight bucks. It sells out. Ten bucks sells out. Fifteen bucks sells out. They're just all right. Just keep kicking it up. Wow! So, yeah, it's pony's dog. It's crazy. Anyway.
1: Well, thank you for joining
0: us. Thank you for
1: our, that that brief glimpse into the window of the crazy world of bronies. Yeah, they are insane, and I love them. And as always, for your NFL
0: wisdom and and picks and. Probably being horrifically wrong, but I'll go with
2: it. I'm sure ah, that's all right. I'm sure that uh, uh, Jacoby will love my picks. <laughs> i was gonna say, I, I think you're Houston. I'll be interested to see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, really. Season.
1: It's a, that's my that's my sleeper pick.
2: Yeah, playing the dark horse. Yep. If I if I may
0: do a quick little or outro, dark pony.
1: Oh, okay. R- oh, r- r-
2: real quick again, for, for quick picks. Uh, week that Tebow will be starting for the Jets. Six. I'm going to say four.
0: Mm. Obviously, I have to go seven then. You know, I have to use the... Uh, closest without going... Yeah, you price know, is right. yeah, price is right method. Price is right, one dollar, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> 500, 501. I, I love it when they get all the way down the
1: line and the other one's like, Zero. 502. <laughs> <laughs> the person at 501 is like...
2: <laughs> That's why you can't do that when you're like the second to last to go. One
1: dollar. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you. Uh, You can... Uh, you've already told people where to find your podcast. Uh, anything else you
0: want people to be able to locate? Uh, hold on. I can I can charge this up. I do this at the end of every episode. <laughs> do it. All right. You can find the uh, my podcast over at bronyvillepodcast.com or bronyshow.com. Uh, please review us on iTunes if you listen to the show and you enjoy it. Uh, we do have the 717 ratings that is, helps us out and helps battle us against help, Kevin Smith. Help push will it you, to 719. I was going to say, will you
2: pimp out your listeners to listen to our show? <laughs> I so could. Can get even like 200.
0: Guitar, it's like it's dude, it's ridiculous. You don't even I, have to listen to it; just rate it. I could, yeah, I could. Yeah, I tell them they totally
2: they, got apple fire I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you.
0: I'll show. I'll them. I'll point them around.
2: One of their podcasts I always knew about Apple season. Penny. <laughs> um, oh my
0: uh, Oh my can, god, you can oh you can listen god. to uh, my show live on Celestia Radio every Tuesday at three p.m. Pacific time, six p.m. It's eastern time 11 p.m utc uh and then we do have our own particular group i have my twitter account as at bronyville and then i also have a meetup group the uh bonk the bronies of northern california nice there you go uh
2: i am cam hirasaki everywhere i'm able to be found if you don't find me i'm not there <laughs> i'm
1: kyle gold on twitter kyle gold on live journal Kyle on FA, Kyle on Safari, and our podcast is unsheathed on iTunes. You can email us at unsheathedpodcast at gmail.com. We may sporadically decide to record an episode and read your question. You Hopefully have
2: more than just, just been
1: listening to proof that it happens. Yeah. Also, KM and I record live stream. we live stream podcast episodes of about half an hour uh, generally every Monday. Follow our Twitter feeds because they are, like, Flash podcast episodes. They just happen. And we don't always know ahead of time when they're going to. Also, if you are attending Rainforest or know somebody who does, who is, who will, um, who will have been there, come to our Unsheathed live recording, which will be happening sometime during the con. I think it's Saturday night? I have no idea. Oh, wait, isn't it actually, is it? Oh, no, 8 p.m. was at Rocky Mountain Furcon. No, I got my programming list for Rainforest. I can't remember if it's Friday or Saturday night. But it,
2: but we'll be there.
1: But follow our Twitter feeds, and we will be there. I'll and be there
2: with my bucket.
1: Come to come to my book launch party Thursday at 9 p.m. Uh, does
2: Flee not know about the bucket? Of no, my new book, not know about your Winter Games. Oh, yeah, Winter Games. Can you show me your bu- bucket after the
0: show?
1: I don't have it um, with me. Yeah. Uh. Which, which came here, Saki got to see in print for the first I time did. today because, it's because Fur Planet sent me a, an advanced copy very nicely. Uh, it came out great. I think the art came out really, really nice. Yeah. And I'm very happy with the, the layout and the printing and everything. So it's, it's a very nice looking book. It will be released Thursday, September 27th at 9 p.m.
2: There will be cupcake.
1: There will be cupcake. And. You that, all that's have a special show up up to show term in my
0: in my area. Don't say
2: that.
1: <laughs> you, you all have to show I up. Saying, that's to that's force, another infamous
2: uh, uh, <laughs> uh, My Little Pony fan fiction creation. <laughs> oh
1: God! Force yeah. into uh, uh, a panic about that's how many right people I know about that too. To yeah,
2: you food. do. You sick fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, thank you for listening. Good night, everybody, and uh, keep writing as always. Oh, Rainbow Dash earplugs. I got to go get pierced.